Welcome to the Injury Law Pod, the podcast that explores and demystifies the complex world of personal injury law. Each week, Missouri personal injury attorney Eric Bartlett dives into the legal issues surrounding personal injury cases to help you understand your rights and options when seeking justice and compensation for personal injuries. Join Eric as he shares his experience in real life case studies, interviews guests, and answers your questions about personal injury law. The information Eric shares will help level the playing field if you have a personal injury claim. So sit back, relax, and let's explore the world of personal injury law together. Welcome back to another episode of the Injury Law Pod. I am your host, Eric Bartlett, 27-year personal injury lawyer. And this is the podcast where we break down everything related to personal injury law, try to make it understandable, simpler, so that you, the listener, have a better understanding of all the important things that are involved in this area of the law. Today, we're going to talk about arbitration agreements and the arbitration process. And boy, doesn't that sound fun. Well, it's an issue that affects all of us every day when we are out in the world as consumers. So essentially today, when you enter into an agreement with a company, whether that's a bank for a credit card, maybe it's your cell phone provider, your internet provider, about 100 other things that you can think of where you're entering into some agreement. And again, that's where you're signing up for something, you're establishing a service, you're buying a product, and they tell you to agree to their terms of service, that kind of thing. More than likely, you are agreeing to enter into an arbitration process for any dispute you may have with a company. And I came up with this idea for the podcast because I did a TikTok. And yes, I do have a TikTok. Casey Law Guy is where you can find me on TikTok. But I did a recent TikTok on McDonald's changing the terms of their service agreement with their mobile app and essentially adding in a pretty tough arbitration agreement in that mobile app. And as the kids say, my TikTok went viral. I have so far gotten over 100,000 views, about 3,000 likes, and about the same in comments. And it really struck a nerve with people. Um, It's just interesting how people just don't trust big companies and probably for good reason. And, you know, when a company goes and does something like McDonald's recently did, and we'll get into that a little more here in just a second, but that, that just reinforces people's perceptions that these companies do not have their best interest at heart and they're looking to protect themselves 
from liability for things that they may be responsible for doing. And so I thought, since this got such an interest, you know, as a one minute video, just kind of telling people about the new change with this McDonald's app. And I thought, well, maybe a, a little deeper dive here on the podcast uh, would be helpful because again, these arbitration agreements, they can affect you and your rights. If you're injured by a product, you know, by a service, something of that nature, you may have significant limitations put on your ability to hold that company that provided the product, the defective product, the defective service, whatever it is, responsible. So you need to know what you're agreeing to. And then you can make an informed decision. Okay, so what is arbitration? It's essentially a process that is outside the normal judicial process. So we all understand, right, that people file lawsuits and that puts you in the judicial process, that puts you in court. But an arbitration, an arbitration agreement prevents you from filing a lawsuit in court. You agree to go through an arbitration process. And again, an arbitration can look like a lot of different things depending on, again, largely how the company has put it into place for your particular agreement. But generally speaking, it is coming together with an arbitrator and that arbitrator acts as judge and jury. There is no filing the lawsuit, going to court, getting your day in court, having 12 of your peers decide the claim that you're making. So the, the problems arise because these companies can have a big hand in how the arbitration process is structured and who the arbitrator is going to be and a lot of the procedural aspects of the arbitration and the whole thing is probably going to be fairly skewed against you the consumer there's a reason these companies want these arbitrations obviously or they wouldn't do it so we need to go back and just kind of see like when did arbitrations become a thing in the first place because obviously our system of law originated in England common law and at some point somebody came up with this idea that maybe there's another way to resolve claims and basically it arose in 1925 when uh, the Congress enacted a law, an arbitration law, and made it allowable uh, to do these. 
So that was called the Federal Arbitration Act. And essentially the FAA provides that when a dispute involves a contract that has a written arbitration clause, a court must, upon a motion, move it out of court and into the arbitration process. And then later down the road, well, from like 1925 to let's say around the early to mid 80s. So before this arbitration act was in place, basically arbitration agreements were not specifically enforceable under the common law. So essentially a bunch of business type groups got together and successfully got the federal law passed so that now arbitrations in a contract were enforceable. And after that, we'll say between 1985 and 2015, there were more than two dozen Supreme Court decisions in arbitration cases and almost all of them expanded the scope of the FAA and restricted the ability of states to maintain laws to protect consumers and the ability of individuals to resist these costly and unfair arbitration systems. And so in light of these decisions that came through, the ability of a party to challenge an arbitration clause on the basis of state law has basically shrunken to a vanishing point. So as we sit here today, you can essentially assume that if you have entered into an agreement with a company that has an arbitration clause and they enforce it, then you're probably going to head to arbitration. And the problem with arbitration is that, again, I've already said, the companies have a big hand in creating the process, right? So they can shorten the time period you have to bring your claim. They can limit the discovery process is what we call it during a lawsuit, right? You ask questions, you seek documents from the other side, the company, you know, you want to build your case. Well, these arbitration processes, they craft with very limited abilities to get the information you need to make a successful claim. And it can be a very uh, informal process. You, it may be very limited on whether witnesses are going to be called to this arbitration. So it's very limiting on the consumer who is trying to make a claim. I mean, they can even change the burden of proof that a person has in the arbitration agreement to something that's different and harder than it would be under common law. So the whole system is set up to be unfavorable to the consumer. And again, that's why big companies want arbitrations. So going back, this is where 
the abuses can really take place. So looking at this McDonald's recent situation, McDonald's in its mobile app. So here's somebody, they've got the mobile app on their phone. I've got it. I use it. And, you know, it's something that if it hadn't caught my attention, I wouldn't have realized what they had just put in to the terms of service that I would have to agree to now to continue using the app. But what they did is essentially in the terms of service, they said, if you use the app to place an order with our company, you agree to enter into arbitration for basically any dispute that you have. Now you're like, well, okay, that seems reasonable. I mean, if you've got a problem using the app or something and they want you to use this, or no, 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 they wrote it so that if you use the app, you place your order, you go into the store, there's a dangerous condition in the store. McDonald's is negligent because they didn't remove the dangerous condition. They didn't barricade it. They didn't warn of it, whatever it looks like. You've agreed by using the app to enter into a arbitration agreement for your personal injury claim because you use the app. Wow. They literally put in there for anything of their negligence, you're agreeing to arbitration. You, you cannot file a lawsuit. You don't get your day in front of a jury. They left in there that only for claims of gross negligence could you then not be required to go through the arbitration process. And just so you know, gross negligence is a very high standard. And it's very hard to prove. So essentially, they've taken away your common law right to hold them responsible for something like a dangerous condition in their store. So, I mean, what does that look like? Well, an easy one, right? Let's say one of their employees is mopping the floor, doesn't put out a wet floor sign. You know, there's no warning given. You walk in, whoo, there you go, down. You break something, you tear something, you hit your head and get a concussion. And because you ordered on the app, you've agreed that you're gonna go through their arbitration process. And with these arbitration processes, it's been shown time and time again, consumers generally always are getting much less in the way of compensation for whatever it is, whatever the claim is, than if they have their day in court in front of a jury. And again, based on a lot of the things I already talked about is the reason why. And again, if the company is the one directing who the arbitrator is going to be, you know, once they find an arbitrator that is favorable to them, gee, that arbitrator is going to show up a lot for their arbitration processes. And so this is how it gets skewed and the person making the claim gets gypped. So it's a really 
cruddy situation. I'll keep it clean here. It's a cruddy situation that's happening with all kinds of agreements that you're entering into. And, and the problem is we enter into these agreements, right? Because number one, we don't necessarily have a choice. Now with the McDonald's app, you have a choice. Do you want to risk, you know, you get your, um, your deal of the day. And if that's worth it to you to essentially uh, do away with a significant ability to make a claim against McDonald's in exchange for that, okay, that's your choice. Um, Cause you can always go in, you can go through the drive-through. You don't have to use the app, but with so many agreements that we have with companies, cell phones, right? I mean, if you're going to use a cell phone carrier, you have to enter into an agreement. And the only way you're going to have a cell phone is by having an agreement with a cell phone carrier. So you don't really have a choice of avoiding being thrown into arbitration in a situation like that. Now, I don't know what cell phone companies are doing with their contracts and their arbitration agreements and what or to what extent you're agreeing to arbitration if you have a dispute with the company. Again, this McDonald's situation, you know, especially if that gets challenged in court and if a court upholds their ability to have this broad of an inclusion into arbitration, including anything, like you say, negligence, well, other companies will follow suit. They'll start throwing in more and more claims that are going to be put into arbitration. So it's scary. It's really scary because it really can significantly limit a person's rights. And again, when we're signing up on these, you know, we're not even thinking about disputes down the road right it's it's not a big deal but man and you know we have now like walmart target we have all these companies everybody's got an app and they're all going to have terms of service behind them and it's just you know a scary proposition that these companies could very well be writing in those agreements that if you use their app you're you're limiting yourself significantly for claims that you have against them. So, you know, the walk away from this episode of the podcast is to just be aware of what it is you're agreeing to when you're signing up for things. And again, some of them you're going to be able to avoid. You're, you, you can choose to use a company's app or not. Some of them you're not going to be able to avoid. There's a lot of, a lot of employment contracts that employees have to sign to work at a place that will have arbitration agreements. So if an employee wants to make a claim for harassment, discrimination, things of that nature, they will have on the front side when they're hired, will have signed an agreement that they will arbitrate those claims if they have them. And again, 
significantly reducing their rights. Another really bad consequence on a lot of these consumer arbitration agreements is they also essentially prohibit the ability of the consumer to bring or join a class action lawsuit against the company. So it's another way for these companies to avoid when they've been causing many people the same problem, injury, situation. It's preventing all of these people from coming together and filing a class action where the company then is faced with multitudes of claims that they have to deal with. So it's preventing that. And they're putting that in. It's like about 90% of these agreements now have that prohibition in them to significantly limit consumers' rights in holding companies responsible when they create harm to the people using their products or their services. So is there any other options out there to try and undo a lot of this arbitration enforcement? Well, there has been an attempt and would be the way that it would get done is to have Congress amend the Federal Arbitration Act to exempt consumer and employment arbitration or to provide more protection for consumer and employee rights in arbitration. So whereas the state legislative action to this effect would almost certainly be preempted by this federal law. So if states are trying to do something, it's probably not going to go anywhere. But legislation passed by Congress would not have a problem. They could do it. And the most significant effort to deal with mandatory arbitration at the federal level has been the proposed Arbitration Fairness Act. And although there's been several versions of that statute, the most recent one would amend the FAA to specify that no pre-dispute arbitration agreement shall be valid or enforceable if it requires arbitration of an employment dispute, consumer dispute, antitrust dispute, or civil rights dispute. The proposed AFA specifically refers to the problems of employees and consumers having little effective choice about entering into mandatory arbitration agreements. Like I talked about earlier, so many of these things, if we're going to use the service, we've got to agree to it. And the problem is there's no across the street. Every cell phone carrier, they've got the same thing. So there's no realistic choice for you and me on a lot of these. So this AFA would help level the playing field for us when dealing with these big companies. And so this AFA has been repeatedly introduced into Congress. Um, 
there were versions in 2009, 2011, 2013, um, back in 2015. And guess what? It doesn't go very far, very fast, which just kind of tells you how the whole thing is set up it's against us so listen i hope you found this podcast episode informational it again at least you can read and know what you might be getting yourself into when you do truly have a choice and if you do have to be put into an arbitration agreement or an arbitration process and you have a claim against a company that wants to force you there um, you definitely want to consult with a lawyer to see what rights you still have to try to maximize that system that is inevitably skewed against you. Until next time, be safe and take care.